Hey everybody, this episode is my interview with post-emo artist Drink Bleach. As we talk about during the interview, I was a little uncomfortable talking to him at first, because as has been established on the show before, kind of the new style of hip-hop that the, the kids seem to be into is something that I really have a hard time grasping. But it's a very good conversation. I feel like his music is something that is slightly more accessible than some of the other stuff in that genre. And we had a lot of common ground. Even if you're like me, and you're an old person who uh, wants all the kids to get off their lawn, you can still appreciate this interview specifically for uh, the part where he talks about getting a cease and desist order from Sub Pop. It's a fun conversation, cool guy, making interesting music. Please enjoy. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. Please visit myparktheatre.com check out all the great shows they have coming up. Thank you to everyone who supports my dad's show. If you'd like to support Witch Police Radio, go to patreon.com slash witchpolice today. You're listening to Garbage Show, one of its first podcast network. Uh, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm uh, once again at the food court, uh, the second home of the podcast, <laughs> and I'm here with someone who's new to the show. So um, I guess maybe start with your stage name, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll go from there, right? Yeah, I am Drink Bleach. With two H's. Two H's, no spaces. See, I wasn't sure if the H's altered the pronunciation at all. It was like Drink Bleach. No, yeah. no I, uh, I just wanted a way to stylize it so... Uh, it, it looked a little cooler and then just um, I mean yeah there's a funny story behind the name but it's, it's just something that kind of stands out people okay. makes people ask questions and stuff yeah yeah it's kind of uh, kind of morbid yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah as yeah. a name and I mean maybe that's a, a, good, a good jumping off point like uh, from what I've heard of your music it's uh, I don't know if morbid's the right word for it but it's, it's kind of it's kind of like it's a downer <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, it's pretty self-deprecating yeah, for yeah. sure yeah it's all pretty pretty down stuff I mean like I, I have more of a history of playing in like punk rock and emo bands yeah, and yeah, stuff. So yeah. I kind of like altered the sound to what I'm currently listening to. I listen to a lot of hip hop and like lo-fi stuff lately. Okay. And um, but stick with the same lyrical content that I would have written when I was a teenager and stuff. Right. Like so it's that. the same kind of stuff that would fit with the darker sort of. Yeah. 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 yeah but just kind of change the sound behind it. Well, it's funny because like when you initially, I know we've been talking for a while about doing this, yeah. and when you initially kind of got in touch with me, I was. I was a little unsure whether I should talk to you, and it's not anything about your music particularly, but yeah. I think when I had your friend uh, Thatcher Robinson on here yeah, before, yeah. I had the same issue where, like, I'm a 36-year-old dad, yeah. your music is not for me. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. At the time when I interviewed him, I was really kind of struggling with it, because it's like, I talked to so many different kinds of artists, yeah. and usually I, I have a frame of reference, right? right? But for that shit, it was just, I don't, I don't, get, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. And I've had some conversations with other, other people in the music scene about this, who are in kind of my age group, and I think it's not supposed to be for me. Like if it was, if I liked it, you guys would all be doing it wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that, yeah. Because this exactly. thing happens, right? Like I mean, like look at punk rock when it came out. All the parents of those kids absolutely That's hated the devil it. Devil music. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying this is devil music, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, as someone who grew up listening to hip hop too, it's just there's something about, and yours is different, and we'll get into it, but something about that kind of whole current genre that is beyond me, and yeah. I think it's supposed to. Be. Yeah. So I'm not going to try to understand it. Yeah. I'm just going to let's just go into it and talk about it. But yeah. um, from what I've heard of yours again, 
you're definitely more melodic. Yes, yeah, like I, that. I think that goes with my background of playing in more of a band setting, yeah, yeah. where it's like you're singing, less rapping. Honestly, like when I started this project, it it wasn't meant to be like a singing project. It was supposed to be like a producer thing. I was okay. making beats for other people, and some of my friends were like, "You've sung in bands. Why don't you do this?" And I was like, "I'm this. Like I can't. I can't do that. I don't yeah. rap. I'm not set up <laughs> yeah, for yeah. that." Yeah. Um, but I like was partying one night and I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll try it. And we made a, we made a song. That was when I made um, that first single, I Wish You Never Met Me. Right, okay, the one you did the video for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, people liked it, so I, so I put it out and then it got a lot of plays and stuff like that. So I kind of just kept going with it and it's turned into something that I love. Like, cool, cool. Yeah. Do you still consider it hip hop? Or I mean? Yeah, I mean like, I'd go like, I don't know. I hate the term emo trap. I like, <laughs> I like the term like post emo. Okay. okay. Or like, Lo-fi. Which is kind of funny because emo is like a sort of a post itself yeah, to punk rock. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but it's. I think that's. There's more of this going on currently than like true emo bands. So right, I feel right. like post emo is a kind of a cool term. So for this it. is just kind of what emo has become now. I, th- I think yeah. so. Like yeah. a, like okay. especially with the whole like little Pete XXX Tentacion kind of right. kind right. of thing. Like the lyrical content with the with the guitar beats. Sometimes they'll sample emo bands and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, it's cool. It's crazy how how popular this stuff seems to be. I mean, just as a genre too, whatever you're gonna call it. Like, mm-hmm. and it's all from people you know with like YouTube or SoundCloud or just sort of popping up and something just catches and. I think that maybe is part of what I, as an older guy, don't get about it. It's like, right. you know, I mean, I still listen to records and tapes and CDs, like, even even Spotify is confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have the SoundCloud shit happening, and it's like, <laughs> it's crazy to see, and really cool too, how fast someone can just blow up and get, like, millions and millions of listens just from, like, throwing something out there. Yeah, I think SoundCloud's, like, probably one of the coolest tools based on the fact that it's peer, like it's peer based. Yeah, yeah. So if that's I right. fuck with your stuff, I could share, share your yeah. thing. And the fact that that's not like I mean, you can pay for reposts and stuff like that, but a lot of it is just genuinely fucking with someone else's stuff and yeah, and yeah. then just trying to like, you know, help them further their their vision and stuff like that. So that's kind of what happened with that with that first song that I put out a lot of people yeah. just happened to think it was cool and share it and then yeah, I mean SoundCloud's really cool. Uh, for starting out and stuff like that. Well, like, I guess if you get the right person to co-sign it too, right? It, it's gonna. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like my the first um, big sh- like sh- person that shared that one was Smart Death from here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Well, that guy's got ridiculous amounts he's, of listens and everything. He's blowing up. Yeah. He was just in LA doing like a massive like emo night yeah. thing in LA. So it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. And that, see, that, that's a guy too. Like, I obviously full respect to the success he's had and yeah. everything. I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different it, sound. Man, yeah. It's just like. This obviously works for so many people, and it's cool to see a local guy yeah. doing that. But I just, it's, it's beyond me. Like, yeah. I just don't get it. So, I kind of find that interesting. I mean, just, just talking to you too, because I mean, your stuff, I, I feel like I understood it a bit more. Right. Um, I think maybe because it's more melodic, and, and uh, like you say, you come from a background playing in bands and stuff. And yeah. Like, like I try. I, when people at, because I, I always get it at work. Like, yeah, what kind right. of music do you do? Right. And. Um, yeah, I, when I'm explaining it to someone who might not listen to the same kind of stuff, it's like singer-songwriter music with R&B beats behind it. Like, right, and auto-tune. And it's just pretty, yeah, and auto-tune. Yeah. Like, it, like I always say, like, I have the production value of Post Malone, but I'm doing, like, Ed Sheeran stuff and okay. talking about killing myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's accurate. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. accurate, yeah. yeah. So I, I guess what's the, uh, what's the appeal of the kind of uh, the emo subject matter? Like, I mean... I, I realize that a lot of people across various genres will use that kind of content. Without sounding corny, I don't even think it's, it, for me, it was much of an appeal. Like, a okay. lot of it is, like, it's happened. Like, a right. lot of it's, okay. like, 
it's the same as someone from New York talking about trapping or whatever, you know what I right. mean? Like that's... It's the authentic... Yeah, yeah. like that's what's going on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I grew up um, listening to a lot of local hip-hop and going to Kansas and Corn shows and things yeah, like yeah. that. And so my idea of what the local <laughs> rap scene is, is, you know, maybe a decade behind. Yep. I mean, there's these groups like 3 Pete and things like that They're that are doing it, amazing yeah. stuff. And it's, it's stuff that I can connect with and I can, you know, it, it fits my idea yep. of what Winnipeg rap is. But there's obviously a whole other scene that you're part of, that yeah. guys like Thatcher Robinson are part of, that oh, yeah. all these new artists. It's coming up. Like, What, what is that? Like, what is it like? What is, what is the scene like? So, well, I'd, like, it kind of came out of nowhere. I think I, I got to give a big shout out to, to Shay for, yeah. for helping us out. Like, basically, he hit me up and he was like, hey, I have this festival. Oh, the I noticed you, yeah, 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 and he noticed I didn't apply for it. And I was like, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm just new. And he's like, well, I really like your stuff, so apply. And I applied 20 minutes later. I got approved. I cool. networked a lot over that festival, and I think that's a big part of why, um, like, I, like I did an EP release and had like a hundred yeah. pe- people in the room, and like I haven't been doing the the thing long, so it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of the kind of thing that I'm doing. There's a lot of rappers coming up in Winnipeg. Yeah, this doing year, that right yeah, now. I see it's new ones cool. almost every day. Like I'm always yeah. just kind of scouring social media to find new local artists, just mm-hmm. so, so I can try to stay you know up on what's going yeah. on. And like there's tons of people doing that kind of stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it must be, uh, like, are there, a lot of, are there a lot of live shows, or is it mostly just recording projects? We, we do, we're doing lots of live shows. Like, I did two over the last weekend. Um, we're going to do, I'm going to try and do one more big, uh, big show, but with the whole, like, weed legal yeah. kind of thing. We're going to try and do it with a house party vibe and, like, 
charge a little more at the door, but okay, okay. you get free weed and you right, get and free you can food. There, yeah, 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 that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna do one more thing before the end of the year, hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm under the impression weed is fairly heavy in the uh, just just the sound. I mean, in general, I mean, it, it's yeah. kind of the, the slow, lazy sort of sound. Just yeah. That whole genre, right? So. Yeah. Like I, I, I guess, yeah. Like the whole. I mean, hip hop and weed always have gone together for yes, you know, exactly. Since time immemorial, right? Yeah. But like, there's it, definitely like a slowness I, I, that I hear anyway. Yeah. And I wonder if that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it definitely influences it. I uh, I like a lot of the slower R and B stuff. I'm okay. influenced by guys like Spooky Black and Joji and like stuff like that. So, okay, yeah. cool, cool. And then uh, the the other tune thing is that I mean, you said you've you played in bands before, you've sung before. My, my issue with auto tune again, old man yells at clouds. <laughs> um, like I've always. I don't mind it, except I listen to a lot of dancehall. I listen to a lot of reggae, right? And it's become like just so pervasive in dancehall, where every single song has auto tune, right? And a lot of the time, it's guys who, you know, ten years ago I heard them singing and they were great, and they didn't need it. And it's, it's a stylistic thing. So, are you using it as an aesthetics thing, or for me, it's it's I, I've always played in a band, so I've sung in a band with no auto tune, yeah. and I've had a guitar in my hand, and that and that was awesome. This is my way of kind of coming to the new sound I mean I like the sound of autotune a lot of the music yeah. I listen to has autotune so okay. it wasn't a matter of like confidence in my voice or whatever um, I use autotune not even the aesthetic no. so much as using it as an instrument okay. okay. I like that I can design new melodies every night right um, like I cut the tracks or I cut the vocals when I play live so I write new melodies all the time oh, cool. and the fact that you can be so like studio sound yeah. On stage is like yeah, cool, is pretty yeah. cool to me. So I try. I use it more as an instrument. I think, okay. or as, okay. that's what I try to do. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. How, I, just out of curiosity, how does our tune work on stage? I mean, is it something preset? Yeah, I use something. I use um, Ableton Live when okay. I play live. Okay. So I use uh, a bunch of Waves plugins, okay. and then I just run use an interface. Is as someone like a DI running box. that for you, or you just? Yeah, have, yeah I'll okay. hire a DJ. Actually, at my last show, unfortunately, unfortunately, they wouldn't let me bring a DJ, so I had to like tell jokes in between songs well, yeah, and yeah. do my own thing. Yeah. But, yeah, usually I have a guy that uh, like fires off samples and then changes the key of my tuning okay, based cool. on the song I'm playing. Does that is there the potential to improvise that too? Like, I mean, can can the guy controlling you just like change yeah, the, yeah. Up well, he doesn't. Or? He won't change the tuning because the tuning's based on key. So right, then it'll give me key, yeah. it'll give me notes based on what scale I'm in. Okay. I can sing these notes, um, but then he can improvise in the sense of uh, we'll have a, a drum rack of random samples that he can yeah. fire off at any time. Okay, so there's still a bit of like you know, is it? Bit of humanized right, stuff. Right, rather than there, just like yeah. here's what's on the album, I'm just doing this, right? You can, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I don't just show up with like a USB stick kind of thing. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, some people do that. A lot of people. Oh, do that. Yeah, a lot of people do, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. Creeping up 
One thing I definitely wanted to ask you about is the t-shirt thing with the, the, the bleach. Uh, I think that actually is what kind of pushed me over the edge to like, oh, we should totally do the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you had the, uh, just for people who haven't seen it, you had the Nirvana bleach album cover. Yeah. And you changed it to pink. <laughs> yeah, I changed it pink and I put an extra H. So I, I just thought it was clever. Like, it's funny, yeah, yeah. I yeah. grew up listening to a lot of Nirvana. My, yeah, my dad too. had me listening to like... Nirvana and The Clash and Elvis Costello, like all like the like slightly grungier punk, like yeah, yeah. punky kind of stuff, and I like loved it as a kid. So yeah. so Bleach was like obviously a big album. The fact that I, I used the name Drink Bleach yeah. uh, and they have an album called Bleach, I was like, okay, hey, I'm just gonna ditch the Nirvana, <laughs> yeah. put Drink and then add an H there and then use the exact same photo. And uh, <laughs> I actually got another cease and desist like two days ago. Really? Okay. They took down like 15 of my tweets. So everything with a picture. What of happened it. with the first one? Like the first one, they did they just send you a letter? Or? Yeah. So they sent me a letter, and then I didn't get the letter because my last apartment burnt down, and I guess that's the only apartment. <laughs> that's the only like address they have. So okay. they sent me an email of it. Um, so now I have a PDF of it, which yeah. is good because I'm gonna put that on a T-shirt. I think it'd be next. great. That'd yeah. Be great. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, but no, like I guess it took about three weeks and I got an email basically they just quick, said they actually. want to take it down yeah, yeah I was impressed yeah and it was right from Sub Pop too so like I have no idea how they well someone's looking out for that I guess they must have someone like scouring the internet for copyright yeah exactly are you uh, are you still gonna be selling those though? Or are you? No, I'm I'm done. They're all sold out. I actually I meant to bring one for you, but okay. I totally forgot. So Sorry. I'll get you one. Um, I've been throwing them out. I've been telling that story at shows and throwing yeah. them in the crowd. Yeah, it's, it's a good story. Yeah. Um, because I can't sell them now. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll they could wonder, ask me for money. <laughs> I wonder just like when I saw this all going down on on the internet. I, I wonder if if you had changed the image, if it wouldn't have been a violation. Like if you I actually had a guy on Instagram because once I started posting about that, um, this graphic artist on Instagram was like, oh, I'll. I'll alter the photo just enough that you yeah, can so get parody, away with right? it. Yeah, yeah. But at that point, I was like, well, I kind of like went out of my way to be a dick and like <laughs> tried it. Like, I was like, oh, it would be funny if I got a season assist. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, I didn't like tweet at them or anything. I was impressed that they found it. But yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, I don't think I'll do it again just because. Yeah, yeah. Defeats yeah. the purpose. Like, I, yeah. I wanted to. Well, the season assist letter is a t shirt, just hilarious. Exactly. Like, yeah. Right yeah. That could be an album cover right there, too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, you um, you put out an EP fairly recently. Yep. When was that? In I put out two back, okay. back to back, basically. Okay. I, uh, I put one out and then I did a show for it, and the day after I did the show, I put another one out. What was the reason for that? Did you have it just to con- just to keep as- stuff out? Yeah. Well, I got the f- I had the first that's a one quick recorded. Turnaround, right? like a one yeah. Day, yeah, yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's I just kind of was like, oh, I'm so I'm new. Why don't I just get a lot of stuff out? Okay. And then eventually, hopefully, I'll get to the point where people are like, put more stuff out. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I put the first the first one out. The the first record like, it's five songs, and like my friends heard that way too many times. Like I showed the mixes to all my friends okay. in all my friends' cars, and they all thought it was cool. So I released it, and then as as it was coming up to like the release date on Spotify, because you obviously have to submit it early and right, stuff, right, I was like, well, yeah. fuck it, I'll just do it, do some more songs. Okay. So I did a quick three-song mixtape and then just dropped it the next day. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, what's the reception been to those? People are, are digging it? Or? Surprisingly, people like the second one better. Oh, I really? mean, people like the first one, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's I like that people like the second one better because it's clearly, like, well, the sound's getting sound. there. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what, I mean, are there, um, are there artists that you think that you sort of not sound like, but that you're inspired by, that you can kind of hear in your own music, that maybe you listen to, that sort of comes across. Yeah, like I like a lot of the smaller guys. Like I'm really into this guy called Gucci Highwaters. Okay. Uh, he's like a SoundCloud guy. He's really, really good. Sounds like um, a SoundCloud guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, obviously, like Little Peep and stuff like right, that. Like right. I, I definitely fuck with what he did, and he's definitely influenced the whole guitar beat kind of sound. Okay. Um, is that what the appeal of that guy is? Because I mean, again, I remember when he hearing he died, <laughs> and not knowing who he was, and I yeah. looked up some of the stuff, and I was like, okay. I see all these people on the internet acting like this guy was extremely important, but... I'm he was not- kind of my gateway into that genre in the sense that, like, 
whoa, is that Under Oath? Like, as, as the song starts right, okay, playing, okay. and it's like, oh, okay, I used to listen to that band, and right. now he's, I wonder what he's going to do with the beat, and okay. that kind of thing. Um, so it's like you recognize the, the source. Yeah, you recognize the, like, the, like, the guitar riff, and it's like, oh, that's cool, I wonder what he's going to do with this, and right. then all of a sudden you fall in love with like what he's saying or whatever. Okay. okay. Yeah, like, I don't know, I just thought it was a really neat kind of bridge to to kind of bridge like yeah punk rock and, and the whole okay. rap thing okay. so yeah well that's cool yeah because yeah, like I, I, I don't honestly never heard of him before and then, yeah. and then all this news and everyone's like you know they're acting like the same way they did with Kurt Cobain died and yeah yeah for me it was like it, it makes sense right because yep. it's a different generation but yeah he's a rock star yeah for yeah, sure it's, it's weird. Um, but yeah I mean a couple other guys like like I I like Spooky Black. He goes he goes as Corbin now, but he's like this really cool super lo-fi artist that does uh, a lot of like the the boom bap feel stuff. Um, when I first started, the boom bap stuff was like way more my style yeah, than the yeah, trap yeah. thing. But yeah. the trap thing makes more sense for the autotune, so that's why I'm doing that. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Have you tried doing the autotune on the boom bap stuff? Yeah. There's a couple. There's like one or two songs I have out that have like that sort of like okay. Jay Dilla feel. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's cool. Okay. Are you are you planning on is autotune kind of the way you're going forward? Just to stick with that? Or? I like. Yeah. Like yeah. I want it to kind of be my my thing. Like when people think of Travis Scott, they think autotune, and right. I want it to kind of be a similar thing. For okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as as far as shows, like. Are you playing shows where you're the only guy doing this kind of thing with the autotune and it's mostly rappers or...? Yeah, yeah, I mean every show that I've played with the exception of sometimes Shave like yeah, will show yeah. up with his pedal and, and let the guys use his pedal but uh, yeah, I'm really the only one with the autotune setup that I've played. But I've only played a few shows. Right, so. that's kind of cool though because it makes you stand out a bit, right? I mean, at least Well, and it's different because it's like I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't do the hard rap thing so when they're killing it on the hard rap thing I feel like at least I can bring something to the table right. by doing like pop songs basically right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. well I mean you're singing right so yeah you gotta, exactly yeah. do you uh, have you been collaborating a lot with the rap guys like do they see that and be like oh shit I need to get this on my yeah there's a couple of rappers in the city that I want to work with I actually have a session after today to work on uh, after we record a verse for a song okay uh, but yeah I like working with rap stuff because that's my that's not my strong suit. So right, I, right. So I like you know, kind of mixing it up, you know. And with the uh, the kind of you know post emo, as yeah. you're calling it, do you think there's any possibility that what you do would work over top of live bands? Like, is that I would love to. I actually, cool I, I really look right? into this band called. Uh, I really look up to this band um, called Nothing Nowhere. Okay. And and that's what they do. Oh, cool. um, is that they'll they have like a live thing? band? Oh yeah, yeah, and they and it's super cool. They'll have beats. So the drummer plays over tracks and stuff, okay. and then okay. he's just kind of playing like a rock groove, and they'll have a guitar live. Um, sometimes he'll play guitar as he's like rapping and okay, singing, okay, so that's cool. a really cool thing too. Um, I've thought about it um, just for the small shows that we've been doing. It doesn't really make sense yet. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I would love to if I got to playing bigger venues for sure. Well, I imagine you have the connections from having played in bands before. Anyway, you probably know enough people yeah. to play instruments. Right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, that'd be cool. I've had people offer to like, oh, I'd love to play guitar with you and stuff. It just hasn't made sense yet. So right, just yeah. just based on the size of venues and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, more than my life 
Digitally, um, I put the first one was on SoundCloud for like a month or so okay. before I dropped on Spotify, and then the second one dropped on everything on the same day. Okay, cool. Um, cool. <coughs> and that, what I want to do with the next, like what's next, I guess in April next year, I'm gonna try and put out a, like a full length. Okay, okay. Um, and I think we're gonna try and do that physically and like drop it on everything the same cool. day, come cool. with a couple of videos, that sort of thing. Is so. that, I mean, I, I'm always interested in this question because I listen to physical music yeah. still because I have this ridiculous collection and I can't be bothered to re-get everything online, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but like, is there much interest in the genre you do for physical media or is everyone just super plugged Across into Across the board, I don't think there is, but for me, like, I love having CDs. Yeah. So for that reason, that's good enough for me. Like, I'm gonna make CDs if I want CDs. Um, so yeah, it, it is mostly for me. I understand that they probably won't sell a lot. Like, yeah. Because I mean, a lot no of bands, one buys CDs at the merch table at rap shows at anymore. Right, right. At rap shows, yeah. It's, yeah. But <laughs> I want one, so like, I'll cool. get a few hundred made and try and sell them. You know. Do you think there's potential for that to kind of maybe open you up to a new audience too? Like the fact that you're putting it on a, on a format that maybe isn't the rap format. Like, yeah. Well, and especially like I want to try and get into playing with 
punk bands. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah. Like opening yeah. for punk bands instead of just strictly working with with hip hop yeah. guys. Um, so I would, yeah. I mean, like I feel like that demographic would hopefully. Yeah, well, they at least get where you're coming from, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do you do you think there's appetite for that? Like, I mean, do you think the punk scene is open to having something? Yeah, like yeah. My my buddy uh, my buddies just started a band and we're supposed to do a show together. Oh, so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. just started up. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully that goes well. I mean, yeah. it's, it's always interesting, right? Because I mean. I think that, and I've said this on this show before, when I was playing in bands as a teenager, we played all these community center shows and stuff, and it was like a rapper, a folk singer, a ska band, a yeah. punk band, everyone mixed together. <laughs> and then I've kind of seen it spread out a little bit more, where it's now rappers are staying with the rappers, the yeah. punk bands are staying with the punk bands, the hardcore bands. And it would be nice to see that again, where everything gets shaken up, because it's... It, it mixes it your... Stuff. Yeah, like it's going to mix like the demographic of people listening to your stuff, yeah. right? Like, well, and I did that. I did one show. My first show, actually, I played like this mansion on Wellington. Oh yeah, okay. Um, and a hardcore band opened, and then and then I played after them. Okay. And that was like people loved it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I feel like those two types of those two groups of like music fans or whatever. Yeah. Um, There's some some They can commingle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. For sure. That's cool. Yeah. So you thinking the spring for the full length though? Is that? Yeah, April. Hopefully, we're gonna do like a release for it. So okay. so I've been working on it. I have a. Like the one main singles done, I'm working on a music video for it, and then okay. uh, yeah, it'll be like probably like eight to ten song kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Is that all DIY? Are you producing everything? And uh, um, I'm not necessarily producing everything. I'm gonna mix and master everything. Okay. Okay. Uh, but like, I have my buddy uh, Ray Bands did the beat for the single that I was just okay. kind of mentioning, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then I have some friends like uh, the other single, my friend from Toronto, IDK Charlie. Okay. He sings on that. So, cool, cool. Yeah. Are you self-releasing, or is that still sort of to be figured out? To be figured out, yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. So if someone's uh, hearing you for the first time on the show, and they want to find out more about what you do, and you just hear some of your stuff, yeah. what's the best thing for them to do? Uh, check out my Spotify, or check me out on uh, Instagram. That's okay. uh, I, I'm always posting stuff on Instagram. I kind of fucking never have my phone out of my hand. Like, I'm right. constantly on that, so right, right. that's a good way to find me. Okay. Um, but yeah, from, like, from now on, I'll be putting all my stuff on Spotify as soon as it drops. Okay. So, yeah. And you're on SoundCloud as well? And SoundCloud, Apple Music, Tidal. Okay. All the stuff nobody uses. Yeah. Right, yeah, Tidal, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never seen anyone actually use it. I keep hearing about it. Yeah. But like, yeah, I've never seen anyone have it on their phone or anything. Spotify, it's, Apple Music is like the only ones yeah. that I've noticed yeah. plays come from. I think I've gotten paid like a few cents from Google Music or Google right. Play or whatever it's called. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, I can't complain. Yeah. Cool. And then, do um, you have any shows coming up in the near future nothing booked right now uh actually you know what i do have one it's a secret it's like a secret performance i'm not on the poster but i'm going to be performing on the 26th for thatcher robinson's show oh cool okay so you only know that cool yeah. well and then people who hear this will know that why is it a secret you just got added late or something or i was supposed to be in toronto oh okay, okay. um to be doing a couple of music videos with with idk charlie because he's putting out a record tomorrow actually that i'm featured on oh cool okay um so I was supposed to be down there working with him, but uh, it fell through. Okay. So yeah. Does, does stuff like that, connections like that, does that open you up to maybe play shows in Toronto as well? Or? Yeah, we we've been talking about that. I was supposed to do I was supposed to do a show out there actually too. Oh cool. Uh, okay. It just didn't work out with getting work off and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. The, the real life interfering exactly, with the music life. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Okay, and then uh, the two EPs are called what? Uh, the first one's called Mixtape One, and then uh, I put out a like a three-song EP called Lately. Okay, yeah. and those are on Spotify. And those are on well. Spotify and Apple Music. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Okay, if you want to hear more episodes of this show, go to wishpolice.com. All 300 and whatever episodes are there for free download and streaming. Um, Which Police also airs on Sunday nights at midnight on UMFM, but it's um, a bit of a delay. So like it's what October now. This could air in like February. Uh, at which point, you know, uh, your, your albums are still there. People can still get them. So it's it's kind of cool. It just like adds an extra boost to the episode for people right. who maybe missed it the first time but yeah, yeah. it's always online uh, you know uh, you get it on iTunes and Spotify and uh, Stitcher and all those things so cool. yeah people should check it out and check out your music
All right, thanks. Sweet, thank you. Yeah. Dream Leagues.